Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm here with... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Hello, Nick. How are you going? And, and as we normally start these things, where are we and what are we drinking? Well, actually, t- today, somewhere different, we are in the uh, Mossman Rowers Club. Uh, not to be confused with Mossman Rowers, which is actually somewhere entirely different. I think this is the Mossman Rowers. I think you went to the Mossman Rowing Club. That's lovely. <laughs> Just very similar names. That's something we haven't solved with technology yet, has it? No, we haven't. We, uh, heuristics are there, though. There are some smart technologies I'm that solve it. I just I think that probably could have been a bit of a peepacack, right? I'm glad it didn't take me to Brisbane. Or, or <laughs> you wouldn't have been allowed in until this afternoon. <laughs> well, there you go. That's very true. So, uh, yes, anyway, that, so, was, that was fun. So, for those of you who are in the camera what we're looking at looking at you right now is a beautiful ocean vista with um with boats and ferries and oh it's lovely it sounds like you're describing the demo <laughs> it is the demo version but we also we can see a thunderstorm rolling in so we'll, we'll try and do that yes so what are we drinking today scott take us through it okay look oh, maybe, what am i drinking at least what are you drinking well i actually gave you <laughs> this is um something a bit, a bit out there as well this is a a, a cannonball out of uh, Sonoma. Ooh, there we go. Out of Sonoma Ooh. in the uh, in the US. So Sonoma being a nice little uh, wine region, about I don't know, twenty minutes west of Napa. Okay. Um, they do actually a lot of good cheese. I found. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of places that sell cheese around there. So this Sonoma. is a Californian wine. This is Californian wine. I know you might say Napa, and most of us might get it, but for those who don't, California. Yes, California. It's uh, like just uh, north of San Francisco, about uh, an hour. Republican or Democrat. For that area, very blue, very blue area up there, I tell you. Oh, actually, the whole state's very blue, um, but uh, yes. Okay, cool. So, l- that's the wine. That's where we are. That's the wine. It's a lovely red, actually. It's um, got some nice tones, and the, the funny thing is, um, the uh, the US reds uh, generally fall into two camps. They're either very average or very good. The very average ones can cost yeah, yeah, quite a lot, uh, but the very good ones cost even more. Okay, excellent. Well, that, that's nice to know. So, what are we talking about today? So, um, we had a bit of a, a think about this, and one of the the common themes we've been going with clients about is um, how to enable their businesses to really fly using technology. So, we've we've seen that. Yeah, you know, we let's say we go to a, a sample client, and they've got an old server sitting in the corner. They're running a local exchange. They've got some PCs on Windows Seven, and they're trying to do some, yeah, you know, run their business. They're saying, yeah, I know these computer things. We bought them five years ago. They're still here. They work. What's what's wrong? They're not flying, are they? They're not flying. No, no. no. There's actually a, a nice little slide we have that has these uh, four sort of stages of, of, of business uh, IT use. And I guess one of them is it starts to crawl, then you can get to walk, and then you can get to sort of run, and then you can get to fly. Excellent. They're not doing any of those. They're kind of crawling, aren't they? Well, really we, that yeah, we, we sort of try to explain this, um, that they're, you're in the crawl stage, or you know, with a bit more effort, we can get you to the crawl stage. <laughs> cool. Um, All right. And, um, but this, this is the biggest issue, that um, it, it customers um, don't understand what IT can do and therefore they don't invest in it until it's really a show me what how can I improve my business how can I get it doing more than I'm doing now sure so so let's start at the beginning right okay. at the beginning in the crawl phase we all say because we're, we're, we have posh words in IT we say you're using legacy systems 
Y- yes, we talk about legacy being anything more than like six months old sort of thing. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. what is the legacy system? Let, let's define okay. it. Let, let's think. Look, today, what's a good example of legacy today? Uh, Windows 7? Yep. Although it's although still quite modern, I would say that's a legacy system. Let's do Windows XP. Well, that's really legacy. Very right? legacy, yes. Uh, well, look, we talk about Windows XP, but I mean, we're, that's like early... 2002. Plus, yeah. The, 2002 but, but was it, when XP came out. But end of life sort of thing, 2013, uh, 14. Yeah, maybe a little earlier, but yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, but um, but this is the thing: you you'll find clients running, say, a copy of Windows XP somewhere, and you say, "Well, that that's great." And it's the same sort of thing with like Server 2008, Server 2012. So you're you're running something that's ten odd years old. Technology flies at such a rapid pace. How do you expect to innovate your business on on technology that is nowhere near where your competitors are at? So I think that's the point, right? Technology moves really fast. Yes. And people who adapt the latest and greatest technology get all of the advantages. Yeah, exactly. Right? And just thinking, oh, I don't think the desktop's really changed, means you're missing a whole bunch of advantages. You're missing a lot of enhancements that have happened over the, the years and you're not even aware of them, so you don't know you're missing them. And this is where a, a good IT provider will come in and say, look, here's how we can help you advance your business through the use of technology. Cool. Get it. So so legacy systems are really old things. And yes. would, would we say on-premises is now legacy? On-premises for your infrastructure uh, in most cases is very legacy. So running your own servers, ha- having your own hardware, yes. having your own disk arrays, having your own backups on-premises. So a little computer room or a yeah. data center, that's just legacy, uh, right? Y- yes, but there are some exceptions. Who's going to qualify that? Is, yes. it, are you going to talk to me about modern legacy? Modern legacy. Well, oh. yes, there, there's a theory. <laughs> there's a segue. Um, there, there, is, there, is a, there is, however, a modern version of on-premises as well. Okay. It's called edge computing, and it's actually something we're going to cover in an entirely different episode. Okay, we, we can do that. But also, you know, there's, there's people who've gone from having, you know, three, five, ten servers yes. all running different tasks yes. to now three, five, ten servers running virtual machines Th- and running right. way more than they were before for some reason, but we won't, won't go into that. Correct. So we've got a bunch of virtual machines. Now, that's not cloud, right? That's right. I'm sorry, just watching the ferry pull up. Uh, I'm, I'm actually actually watching the super yacht pull in, but <laughs> narrowly avoiding the ferry. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's not doing anyway. so well. <laughs> there you go. Um, so just look there. Yes, with the the traditional legacy infrastructure where you've had physical servers on site running things, and you may have moved that to like a, 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 a VMware or Hyper V environment where you're running virtual machines running those servers, but you still got physical in- infrastructure on site. Okay, and that's the the question. Sort of now is why does it need to be there? Um, and look, there are there are still some valid reasons why you would want to have local systems. Um, and in some scenarios, if you think about uh, running manufacturing environments that produce a lot of data at a site, and you need to do something to that data before you send it to the cloud. I would say, though, the square kilometre array in South yes. Australia that creates more data per hour than Australia created in 2015 in a year, yes. they're doing all of that in the cloud. How do they back that up? Well, you don't back it up. You don't, you don't back it up. No, 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 so we, anyway, let's not. We're, we're not going to talk about the great backup debate because oh, that is coming. That's right, and that's one of the arguments I'm going to use. So let's not go there yet. No, they don't just stick like a USB drive in the side, and no, they don't. They don't. No, they're just petabytes of data. When was the last there? time you went to Officeworks and bought a petabyte USB drive? I, I think if you went to Office Office, uh, Officeworks and asked for that, you might get tossed in jail yes you might might be that's a bit rude anyway so we've talked about modern legacy let's talk about these we've talked about these kind of 
what is the approach to modern? Okay. You know, people think, yeah, I, I've got a bunch of friends who are accountants, and and they think they, they need a server, they need their data there, they need their spinning rust. They need, it makes them feel more comfortable. You, you Talk to me what? about modern approaches. They don't actually need that. That is not the outcome they are after. That is their current thinking as to how they achieve their outcome. So you need to decouple the technology you're using from the outcome you want to achieve. You do. So let, let me give you an example around something. Let's say I've got a document here mm -hmm. that we've both just signed and I need to send it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you've got, I know how to do this. I have a fax machine. <laughs> I'm going to fax it to someone else in an office somewhere. Yep. And there's another person over here that says, hang on, I've got a better approach. I can actually put this in an envelope, put a stamp on it and send it in the mail. And yep. I know it's going to get there. Yep. Even if and it's a ballot. Even if it's a ballot, and I'm, I'm sure it'll arrive un, untempered. With yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Plenty of evidence around that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but, um, and then I'll, I'll say that there'll be someone else that'll say, hang on, I'm just going to take a photo of that and transmit the photo across the internet or perhaps scan it and send the scan image. And yes, yeah, so there are different times in which those arrive and the ones more using technology to achieve their outcome get it there in a So I'm going to send time. you an email with a link you're going to click on. It's going to bring up a copy of the document. You're going to sign it on your device, hit done, and we're all done, right? That's the it, modern approach it, to that problem. Right. And it's stored online. You've used technology to make that an efficient experience Got rather it. than having to mail someone a document or physically take it out there. Yep, get them to sign, then bring paper back, and they've now got a physical copy. What am I going to do? I'm going to scan it. Oh, so that's, that's an example great. of a modern approach. Another one is, and I see you doing this all the time, right? You guys use Xero. Yes. You've got a receipt. Yes. You take a picture of it. It goes into Xero. You delete, remove the physical paper. It's gone. Ski. That, that's right. And there's, there's only one annoying part to all of this, that in most cases, we still have to be given the receipt to take a photo of to then scramble the, the receipt up and throw it away <laughs> uh, because people don't seem to like us taking photos of the cash register screens. So no, no, I, 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 I get that. But so, so we've used a bunch of terms recently. Yes. We've used, we've used like um, on-premises. Yes. It's not on-premise, right? It's on-premises. On-premises. We've got to have that conversation, but we'll yes. do that in the great backup debate, I think. We've got co-location. We've got private cloud, public cloud, community cloud. Yes. Before we talk about the clouds, because then I'll start rambling on about the NIST definition of cloud computing, Ooh. which I'll, I'll try not to do today. Um, On-premises means what, Scott? Okay. On-premises is these are your premises that you you own, you rent, whatever, and you've got a computer room in there. You've either got a closet with some gear in it, or you've got a, a room that you put air conditioning in, raised racks. Floor. And yeah, yeah. yeah, you've got the whole, but your, your servers are physically at the location of your business. Okay. So that's on-premises. On-premises. No, it's thus on premises. Your premises, yes. Co-location. Co-location says, hey, these computer rooms are actually expensive to run in our own premises because we've got to have air conditioning, we've got to have you know, extra power run in, we've got UPSs in there, we've got to, oh, and then you may want to move or you, you, know, you grow beyond the scope of the, how big your, your office space is or you need to um, have a second office somewhere. And all of a sudden, yep. you've, you've got a lot of cost in this that doesn't really add anything back to the business other than it's needed. So you would actually go and put it into a co-location facility, which is a big data set full of racks that provide massive uh, redundancy for power and for cooling and everything, and you can actually and, use and, their facilities. And one of those is yours, or half of those, or a bit yeah, of those is you, yours. You can either rent space in a rack, would be shared, but it's, uh, well, well, that's good because you can sort of rent uh, one rack unit, one RU of space. It's about sort of like that big. Um, you can um, 19 inches across, one inch high, I believe, that, is the that the is exactly it. Standard, coming fashioned. The problem is, you could also be in that rack with 41 to 45 other clients. Yep. 
who then need to access that rack and hopefully don't bump your cables. And so, okay, so, so yeah. it doesn't, doesn't remove all of the problem. You just, right. some of the data centers done by somebody, someone else. Yes. Private cloud. Private cloud. And, and just, sorry, just on the co-location. Yeah, sorry. Just yes. cup, sorry. Um, you've really just taken that stuff that's in your computer room and you physically just put it somewhere else in another building that's better suited to the purpose. You haven't really cloudized it. You haven't virtualized it, perhaps. Or if it was virtualized before, it's still virtualized now, but it's still running on your gear in most cases. So, so same stuff. Different yeah. office. Yeah. You've just moved it somewhere else. Yeah, cool. Um, private cloud. Yes. Okay. Now, we're going to argue this, aren't we? Because it's I know the NIST definition of private cloud. And, so the, and the, go on. The, the, the real, well, okay, the, the real version of private cloud. Um, the, the version of private cloud we want to look at here is when you are using someone else's infrastructure to run your workloads. But I can do that in public cloud as well, can't I? You can, <coughs> but there's a difference. Go on. What's the difference okay. then, Scott? Well, what's the difference? So, <laughs> with a private cloud, for example, let's say we go and provide, we find a, a managed service provider that's got their own servers in a data center somewhere, and you're taking your VMs and you're running your VMs on their infrastructure. Oh, private cloud. Oh, private I get it. cloud. As yeah. long as it fulfills the five definitions of cloud computing, I'm going to I'm going to work with you on this one. Okay. Which one does it fulfill? Well, it doesn't fulfill infinite elasticity, does it? Yeah, let's, let's go look up what that means. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure that's the top of everyone's strategy. We must be infinite and elastic. Oh, I said the mattress salesman. But anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that, so that's the idea of the, of the private cloud being you're, you're just running things, but you're not paying for the hardware. Someone else owns the hardware, and therefore you've got some flexibility over where it runs. And maybe you work out that I want some of this running in Melbourne for disaster recovery purposes somewhere in another state so you're, you don't actually own the hardware down there but you're paying a fee for running the resource or using the resources that your systems are using sure I get it now private clouds part of this too it comes, sorry, it comes sorry into public it. cloud that's part of okay. this too public cloud comes into it public cloud is a different sort of scenario though where you don't own the hardware you don't necessarily even know where the hardware is um, and you are generally either running for example an application let's say zero Yep. And previously, you may have been running MYAB, for example, and you may have had MYAB on a server on your premises. Yep. And then you put that into a co-location facility, and then you actually said, I don't want this colo anymore, I'm going to give it to a provider. So you're running your own copy of MYAB in a provider's private cloud, but now you want to go to public cloud, and you say, well, I don't want to know about hardware, I don't want to know about virtual machines, I don't want to back it up and restore and all this sort of stuff. Just sell me the application, some of the SaaS application, and I'm running it now in... Public, public cloud. cloud, Office 365, yes. zero, but also AWS, Azure, Google Cloud oh. Platform. And the dozen others that have... And, and we, yeah. we won't go there, because I know you've been at a conference this week, and you know all the names now, you know, Ali Cloud and... Oh. <laughs> and, and, and depending on what country you're in, some are better than others for popularity, and yes. So what's the share of these, Scott? You know, it, it's actually quite interesting. Um um, when you look in different regions, like um, um, AliCloud is actually very popular in China right. and some of the surrounding countries, but it's it's almost yeah, nothing here. Yeah, it, it is. They are here. It's oh, a no, five six percent are here, though, isn't it? Oh, I did, I didn't is that too much? That much? I, I thought it was like point. I'm trying to remember the um, pie chart I looked at this week. So. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's they, they are here, but what you find is that the clouds that are very popular in other regions of the world exist here to support those global companies that have offices here that need them to exist. Sure. No, I get it. Cool. Excellent. So give me an example of someone that we've all heard of doing stuff like this. Hmm. How about... Well, actually, let's, 
before we go there, before we go there, I was I was thinking more about uh, public cloud. Yes, and SaaS applications. Yep, where we've got zero, for example, as an as an example. That's an example. But, yep. but yeah, as you've mentioned, there's Office three six five, which yep. is a more of a, a a platform to do things on. Yes, because uh, it's got all the. It's still, oh, it's still okay. a SaaS application. No, that's true, right? you've, you've got Excel, lots. you've got Word. You've, yep. they, they all run in a browser, and they all saw your data in there. So you, you've got those, um, and they could exist though in multiple public clouds at the same time. Yep. Yep. So you're not just restricted to the one location now. You have different regions, and you can specify in some cases the region you actually want your. Or, or you can it. say, I want this in this region, this in this region, this in that region, this cross-region, this geo-clustered. Yes. Yeah, okay. And, and this is the idea with redundancy that uh, if you're in a private cloud where you're hosting your own applications or a third-party provider is hosting the applications for you, they've yep. got to have a second private cloud somewhere to have redundancy or failover into. Sure. But ideally, if you're running modern applications, SaaS-based applications, the redundancy is built into the application such that if there's a problem somewhere, oh, that's all right. There's another service somewhere else in the environment that'll pick it up and run with it. So I think availability and redundancy is the big offering. Cloud yes. computing, I remember you know, 20 years ago, we were talking about things like ITIL and availability and service maps and all sorts of words yes. trying to help companies make things redundant and available. But and it that's was, right. For most organizations, even the big ones, it was prohibitively expensive. But suddenly when you're a Microsoft and you've got millions of users using your platform, yes. you can invest in all of the right redundancy, availability, Azure you Active can. Directory that works and all sorts of things to make things available. And to be honest, yeah, there have been the occasional glitch with Office 365, but I've been using that yeah. platform for 10 years and I might have had in total 10 hours downtime in those 10 years. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be scenarios under, you know, it doesn't really matter what the scenario is, that you're going to have outages. Yeah. No, nothing is that perfect that it's always working. Sure. This is IT. Half the industry exists to support things that are out there. Yeah. And, and we're always innovating, right? Things yes. are always changing and growing and, 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 and things don't work all the time, well, right? We live in a real world where things break. Actually, interestingly enough, because we're, coming, uh, we're approaching Christmas, the, we um, the communications embargo is about to hit. So that's sort of over mid Look, mid mid December to mid Jan, sort of thing, is when the the telco industry said we're not doing any work. Uh, our people need a break. We're going to stop here and not actually provision new physical services. Not going to dig trenches. Not going to go to exchanges and pull gear out and run mm -hmm. fibre and all that sort of thing. Um, so one thing is, if you need services, get them in now because you'll hit this window where there's just this four week delay. Which nobody knows about until they try and order a service. That's, right. That's right. But the other part of it is, in the industry, it's actually the period of the year, those four weeks, give or take, that have the most, uh, the highest availability of all systems. Oh, so if you don't change something, it doesn't break. That's just it. No wow. one's in there accidentally <laughs> bumping a cable or pulling something out or tripping over something or bringing a server down by mistake. And you know, I might have been able to tell you that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it's very quiet. Anyway, uh, where were we? Well, we were. We were talking about... Um, Tell me a big organisation oh, that's actually okay. doing this move from, you know, legacy to, to yes. modern. And, and someone, I want you to pick someone who doesn't move very fast. Someone like a, a real a business that's been around for 100 years or so. You mean like a, a bank? A bank. Let's a find bank. a bank. Are there okay. any banks doing stuff? They could be. So the, the, the trick with the banks um, is that they've got a lot of applications that have been developed over time to help run the business. Mm -hmm. And once those applications get put in place, they tend to sit there and run because they're now actually part of the business process. Yep. 
But what happens over time is you start to get applications interspersed all over the business trying yes. to do bits and pieces. And you may find, look, these people deal with mortgages, these people deal with term deposits, these people do with overseas investment, these people do with hedging. They've all got their custom little versions of applications that they've written and they, they accumulate. So... Um, uh, NAB is actually one interesting uh, uh, bank, and they've actually come out and so said National Australia National Bank. Australia Bank, yes, National Australia Bank. Yes, Bad NAB, National yep. Australia Bank. They said, um, look, we've we've recognised this problem. We we know we've got a lot of these legacy applications running everywhere, and they also need the legacy infrastructure to keep them running. Um, we are going to migrate these to the cloud. They've come up with a bold statement that says we're going to run uh, migrate a thousand apps in a thousand days to the cloud. And you know what? They're going to do it. They will, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which is amazing because you think <laughs> I've watched an accounting firm take a year to migrate one application to the cloud. Yes. Um, they're doing a thousand in a thousand and, days. And you'll think, okay, maybe they're a bank that can throw like bucket loads of resource at this and that sort of thing. Well, that, that, that may be the case, but you can only do too much change at a certain change in the environment at a certain rate. If you yep. go and change like you know, today, we're going to go and change a hundred different applications, and you, you'll actually stop the business because they're not expecting that level of change. You've got to be very careful about how you manage everything. So it's 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 bit by bit by bit. So it's, it's actually an interesting exercise. You're dead right. And it'll be interesting to see how the NAB go, but we know ANZ have done a bunch of work on yes. this. They're replacing all of their paper forms, and let me tell you, they have a few. Um, and so we watch this going through all these industries. So even the traditional large organizations are going from crawl to walk to run yes. to fly. Now, before we talk about crawl, walk, run, fly... Are we always in a position where we are flying for a bit and we end up crawling again and we have you, to climb the ladder again? You know what, I, I, I'd like to think of the, the, the fly part as more of a, a leap. You, you take off and you've got yep. this big leap, but eventually you start to come down. But, but we see organisations, and, and to say that, but we see organisations that keep innovating. So yes. I, I'll use a couple I know. They're in the tech industry. Okay. Um, Microsoft's one, right? Oh, yes, yes. They were responsible for Windows 3.1. Okay. Right? But they're also responsible for Azure and Windows 10 and Office 365. Ah, extremes. Right. Yes. Right. So, but but, but yes. they've kept innovating. Yes. Facebook are now building their own hardware to keep innovating and keep moving forward. And that, that's an interesting sort of thing we should look at at some point in a bit more detail. Because when you when you get to the point of what's their core business, and you think about, let's say Google, what's their core business? It's, it's advertising. Yep. They do a thousand and one different things, but at the end of the day, it's advertising. And they use your data to advertise, they use whatever else. But yes, there's little parts of the business that are developing hardware. They're doing all of this to be more prevalent in more places, to collect more data, to advertise more. And they're trying to diversify and make more revenue streams, etc. Et Which is hard once you start to get to certain sizes. Um, it is. Give, give, anyway. me, give me an example of crawl, walk, run, fly. Okay, so look, I'm... Many years ago, uh, we actually uh, we had a, uh, a retail distrib- uh, distribution business that was a client, um, and they said, "Hey, look, we've um, yeah, we've got internet, we've got a few things. Um, our process at the moment is very uh, physically based. So mm-hmm. clients would turn up, they'd say, I want to order this. They'd they'd actually fax at that time a purchase order through with all these yep. items. Someone would go to the warehouse, pick them up, and blah, blah, and pack them up and put them on a truck and send them out. They said, "Hey, we we want to use the internet to sell." so that we don't have to have our sales reps running around collecting orders. But we want to actually put our web store up on the internet. Makes sense. Yeah. Can you do that? And look, can you give us a demo of next week of what that would look like? Well, okay, hang on. <laughs> Let's just think about this for a second. Um, so you want to have a web store where we can do live ordering and then automate all these processes. That's the great mindset. You've, you've now 
picked up what the internet is capable of doing. You know, we can not what everybody's doing on the internet. Well, it, right? it is now. Um, it is now. Um, however, we said, okay, let's let's look at the first thing. Let's say we we've we've got this site and it's working. Yep. Uh, a client's going to come along. They log in, and they go, I want some of these. You know, ten widgets. Yep. Great. How do we know if the widgets are in stock? We click on them. Right. What happens now? The website's there. How does the website know the widgets are in stock? Where do you keep this information now? I said, oh, we've got this book. Oh, no. And so we're, well, what do we mean you've got a book? It's, it's a ledger. It actually tracks how much stock we've got everywhere. I said, you're actually writing numbers down in a ledger. I said, yes. And we've got quite a few ledgers because they've got quite a lot of different product ranges. Oh, no. And, oh, no. So, okay. So do you see the disconnect here that parts of the business need to be modernized in order to actually take to the next step, to in order to get to then the next step after that? Because you can't have a scenario where someone clicks on a website and a little alarm goes off somewhere where someone has to run in and read a screen and say, they want to know how many of these there are. Quick, go look it up. Quick, type, type 10 and send it back. You'd be surprised how many web platforms have that kind of stuff well, going on. But this, is, um, yes. this was the old KitKat ad. Yeah. You remember the, um, the when the eight, um, uh, automatic uh, telemachines? Oh, the person inside the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> have a break, have a kick. That's right. <laughs> they, they, they actually, uh, here comes the transaction. They Trademark said, Nestle, oh. by the way, but we'll move past that. <laughs> okay. Um, they, 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 their person comes along, does their transaction, the uh, auto teller, and a little bit of paper comes up on the inside. And there's a person inside, okay, oh, they wanted to withdraw some money. Quick. And they give it to the second person. This says, get, go and get $20 out of the tin. Quick, quick. Okay, okay, shove it in that slot. Yeah, put it out. And I'll just get this little book out and write down that they've now taken $20 out of their account. Welcome to automatic telemachines. Automatic telemachines with a little guy in it. So. That's right. <laughs> that's but, that, but that is the idea that you you can't just go and all of a sudden go from crawl to fly in one go. The, the rest of the business has to come with it. It it, it does. And it's not. Yes. And you can have bits that move really fast, but you've got to bring the whole organization with you or you break your org. So I think yeah, that's, the, that's right. the fundamental thing. There's lots of really cool technology. You have to bring everybody along for the ride. Yes. Cool. So that's been the wind down. We're at the uh, Mossman Rowers here in Mossman, and it's just about starting to thunder. So we're going to wrap up now. All I've got to say is thank you, Scott. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you, everybody. If you do have a question for us, leave it in the comments below. Please subscribe to our podcast, which is down there. And I finally got the finger right this time. Okay. Um, um, I hope you enjoyed the event today. And we look forward to catching up with you. I think we're going to be catching up on Wednesday, aren't we? Yes, next Wednesday. Excellent. We look forward to it. Take care, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye.